again. Hey guys, this is Kara from Bagger Syndicate Cycles. I just want to let you know about a place where you can get the greatest apparel, top of the notch, all the baggers, bikers, and brotherhood. And ladies, don't you worry, we didn't forget about you. Check it out at BeggarsSyndicateCycles.com. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Hey, Kara, I need an 8 by 10 picture of you so I can hang it on my wall, my God, your eyes are beautiful. Uh, anyway, yes, we figured out what Harley Davidson's plan is, and you're not going to like it. It's called the rewire plan. I guess, you know, they're taking an offshoot of the live wire. Not good stuff, man. Said state of affairs, what they're planning on doing. 700 jobs. Yes, yeah, 700 jobs are going to be eliminated by Harley Davidson worldwide. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Everybody else's sales are up. Theirs is down. Bad stuff. Don't forget to leave your thoughts on the hotline. Uh, Monday through Friday, we will be playing those. 847-957-1686. You know, it's funny. I was sitting here thinking, because you know what? The fat boy finally came home. Now, let me tell you a story about, uh, you know, everybody knows what happened in the cornfields, all that crap. Uh, but what happened when I got it back to the shop was this. I said, guess what? Since you're a schluck and you're a putz, you're going to go pay for it to get fixed right. So what did I do? I had it brought over to the Harley dealer. Here I'm banging on Harley and I got it over at the Harley dealer. And they're going to fix it and you're going to pay for your screw up. Well, he didn't give me uh, too much of a problem there, which was pretty cool. I, I, I guess it has to be the reach that I have. He didn't want me putting uh, the name of the shop out uh, on the internet where the, everybody worldwide can see what a putsy is. So, they got the Harley-Davidson back, took it out for a ride. It's doing great. Uh, got brand new freaking uh, cables on the sucker, not the used ones. Oh, that putz, man. Oh, I'm not going to get into it. It just pisses me off the more I think about what he did. Uh, anyway, took it for a ride. And you actually see a picture of it on our Instagram page. Took a, a shot right in front of a night. It was built in 1939. You know, one of them uh, uh, coverings or whatever it is you have a picnic in. But this one's made of all stone. The masonry is just amazing. You know, something that's probably going to last hundreds of years, this thing. Uh, but I got out there thinking, I was like, man, how things have changed. You know when you get into one of them uh, deals where you're like, yeah, you just got to sit there. Especially if you're on 420, you think about the universe. Well, that's what I started doing. No, I wasn't on 420 at the time. You know, I don't do that while I'm riding. I don't do it while I'm driving. That's just something, you know, I do at night uh, to calm the day down. You know, some people like... Uh, Drinking? Nah, not me. I like 420. <laughs> you know, I stopped drinking. What was it? 1997. So, yeah, me and Jack Daniels just didn't get along. That was my... I always hated beer. Uh, but anyway, I was just thinking how different it is now. You know, just sitting there, you know, listening to the freaking birds and the sounds of the woods. And... I. Early 90s was something else, man. The partying, the different way of thinking, you know, because 
today's thinking, it, it still blows my mind. Maybe because uh, I'm just older and then the new generation comes in with their ideals. Uh, but yeah, the parties that we used to have back then, especially in the woods, it was an all-out, do-what-you-wanted type of party. Wow, some nights there. <laughs> but now, you know, all this politically correct stuff is coming involved within the scene. And it's like, wow, you don't even notice where it went. It's like, man, you know, some of these younger kids, you wish you can bring them back in time and see the mentality, the ideology that we used to have. Something that's foreign to these kids right now. My God, some of the stuff I say, I think, you know what, I uh, freaking kill Christ himself. You know, these guys come out of the woodwork and, and, you know, especially when I talk about women. My day, women were women, men were men. Men were out there making their money. And when they came home, the woman was there to take care of their man's needs, cook, clean, uh, do their thing. Well, I guess I'm a chauvinist pig now. Well, it kind of worked a lot back then now, didn't it? Nowadays, these guys got their freaking balls in their, uh, you know, either their wives or old ladies' hands. You know, it's like they got to fight for their balls just to go out with their friends, where back in the day, you didn't see us for a couple days, a couple weeks. You know, we were out doing our freaking thing. We were doing our hustle. And I, I just kind of giggled because it was like man these guys they couldn't do this that type of lifestyle and that's what being a biker was back then you know i know there's all kinds of different attitudes and way to look at uh the biker stuff uh you know what a lot of us were just plain old scooter tramps back then uh we didn't look at things the way that they do now you know i would have to call it the rub mentality with a lot of guys uh because it ain't they ain't living it every single day. Every single day. I was kind of blessed because, you know, I worked for myself. I had business directly tied into the lifestyle, so I was always around the damn thing. Uh, it, it was one of those deals, okay, I had the shop with the tattoos, then I had the auto. Uh, you know, always, you know, flipping them, making my money, and going forward. So I was around it all the time. I still am all the... I still am. Uh, still go out there, ride, party, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I'm getting up there in age, but hey, I'm going out with a bang. I'm always one of them guys that say, you know what, let's take it to the freaking ledge and let's jump. Don't ask, just jump. And, you know, one of these days, you know, these kids might get the mentality that, hey, life's a party, man. If you don't freaking go out and just do it, you're going to miss life. Don't get hum, you know, hamstrung by, you know, you got to think this way or think that way. Be you. That's the true freedom right there. So that's just something, you know, I was thinking about today when I got that damn bike back. Boy, was I happy. Happy, happy, happy. Anyway, let's get into uh, Harley Davidson's plans. And then, of course, 
Corey Graff's Wall of Shame, and everything else that we're going to cover today. Yes, we're going to cover a story where a dude killed a motorcyclist because he was white, and yes, I do got some thoughts on that one. Uh, but let's get to the news, and then we'll get into my final thoughts. This is Harley's Future Plans, right here. A release from the company themselves, RoadRacingWorld.com brings it to us, but it is a press release from Harley-Davidson. Before I forget, go over to BikerLifestyleMagazine.com. That's the sister website to HarleyLiberty.com, where it's nothing but, you know, rallies, motorcycles, everything. So go over there and check it out. Uh, let's get into this business right here. Harley-Davidson is announcing Rewire Progress, now a new operating model and leaner organization to drive focus and efficiency. Let's see what's up their sleeves. Uh, this came out of Milwaukee. It was released on the, the Wire as part of its com uh, comprehensive efforts to rewire the company. Announced in April, Harley-Davidson today announced an overhaul of its global operating model, including a leaner, more nimble organization. Initial rewire actions are expected to result in restructuring costs of approximately $42 million in quarter two. Now, that's one quarter. The company plans to share a summary of the rewire, including additional costs and expected savings. Uh, the rewire is progressing very well, and substantial work is being done to eliminate complexity and get Harley-Davidson on the path to winning. Well, at least, you know, at least they admit they're not winning right now. Uh, our new operating model is simpler, more focused, and enables faster decisions across the entire country or company, uh, the, said the CEO, president, and, uh, you know, chairman. Quote, well, we've taken a hard look at our entire setup, our spending, and how work is getting done to align our operating model, structure, and processes. Now, everybody knows that the new CEO, he was uh, with uh, Puma, right? It's apparels. And apparel is going to figure into Harley's new plan big time. Big time, Yes. I know all the graybeards are just shaking their head, and everybody that really wishes to see Harley-Davidson turn around is shaking their head, too. Uh, the key elements of the rewire. Enhance core strengths and better balance uh, expansion into new spaces. This is basically going towards the investors, which, you know what, I could have copied and pasted this and did it myself. Prioritize the markets that matter. Question. What markets matter to you, Harley? Is it only the big bike market where, you know what, you're starting to lose sales to Indian and even a lot of the freaking uh, Japanese companies, BMW, that's lurking into your space? Or are you going to try to get into the real market of 1200 and CC and below? Reset product launches and product lineup for simplicity and maximum impact. Build the parts and accessories and general merchandise business to the full potential. You heard that, right? Accessories and general merchandise. Yes, they're going to come and hit hard on the apparel. 
because they already know that you know the regular hardcore bikers ain't wearing our Harley crap. So they're going to go after the rubs that uh, spend big money. You know, the ones that actually go to dealerships and hang out all day and drink coffee. I never understood that one. Ho if you're a hog member and you know you're, you do it or you know a member of it, would you tell me what the freaking uh, the deal is? Why do you hang around a Harley dealer all damn day? It's not like you're sitting back there with the service guys talking shop or anything. No. You're hanging out in front eating donuts and coffee. You might as well be a Leo. Hmm. Adjust and align the uh, organizational structure, cost structure, and operating model to re uh, reduce. We talked about that. Uh, uh, anyway, now the company plans to share a comprehensive summary of the rewire actions and financial impacts when it releases its quarter two results later this month. The rewire will start the foundation for a new 2021 to 25 strategic plan, which is expected to be shared in quarter four. This is going to be interesting to see where that goes. But right now, 700 people worldwide are being laid off. I say, you know what, when you close Kansas, it was supposed to 400 something jobs to York. Yeah, like I said in the last time I talked about Harley, there's no damn way I'd ever work in a manufacturing plant involving autos and motorcycles. Because you never know what the hell you're going to be working or when you're going to work, if there's a shutdown, blah, blah, blah. And then people are always complaining about unions. They need to make that kind of damn money because you never know when you're going to work. So stop bitching about unions. Let's move on. Now, this one right here, yes, this one always gets my goat. Yes, it always gets my goat. And this has to do with uh, the New Hampshire 7. Uh, I never talk or give the guy's name out. Uh, the defense wants to suppress part of the interrogation in Fallen 7 case by Barbara. And this is out of the Conway Daily Sun. Lancaster defense attorneys for the driver... Well, actually, it's his name, but I won't pronounce it. The man charged in the deaths of seven motorcyclists in 2019 collision in Randolph want to suppress 44 minutes of police interrogation that occurred three days after the fatal crash. I wonder. He faces seven alternative counts of reckless manslaughter, negligent homicide, and neg negligent homicide DUI as well as single felony counts of aggravated driving while under the influence of intoxicating liquor or drugs and reckless conduct for the collision. He has pleaded not guilty. Then it gives the names of everybody who died. Uh, all were members of the Jarhead Motorcycle Club made up of uh, honorably discharged U.S. Marines. Uh, I don't know if that statement's fact right there. I don't know if there were some friends of the clubs in that or not, uh, but I'm not going to speak on that because I don't know for sure. Attorneys uh, Jay Duguay and Steve Merkin said about the halfway through the interrogation, he told two New Hampshire state police officers he was not feeling well. 
Well, you know what? Talking about not feeling well, have you been in an interrogation where they got a three-day hold on you, and all they're doing is berating you, keeping you from drinking? You know, back then it was a cigarette you couldn't drink. And boy, they do not like you making fun of their mothers. Boy, you get a black eye for that stuff. Anyway, quote, I mean, like right now, I don't even want to answer anything like I'm just like out of it. That's because you were high, you prick. Once their client indicated in any manner that he wished to remain silent, the public defenders argued the interrogation should have stopped. Why didn't he ask for his lawyer? <laughs> Instead of stopping their interrogation, Detective Sean Torsey and Sergeant Michael McLaughlin offered him some coffee and a break, which lasted about two minutes. Well, at least he got two minutes. You know, they wouldn't have gave us that. Then the two state police officers proceeded to question him for another 44 minutes, refusing his request to remove the handcuffs. Well, you're under frickin' arrest. They ain't removing them handcuffs. They're gonna make it as uncomfortable as they can. Now, you know, this, you know, putts aside, you know, when you're in interrogation, the only thing you do, man, because uh, these guys are trained, man. They're trained to be nice at first, then get in your ass, then be nice again, then play bad cop, uh, good cop. Your name, social security number, and I want a lawyer. That's all you keep on saying. That's it. Nothing more. But you guys don't listen. Uh, he had been arrested that morning at his West Springfield, Massachusetts home by... Massachusetts State Police on a fugitive warrant and was interviewed by the New Hampshire officers at an office in Springfield, Mass. He had been, now, for those that don't know, he had been driving a pickup truck, it wasn't a semi, all in a trailer for Westfield Transportation on June 21st through the 9th on Route 2 in Randolph when the truck collided with a group of 15 motorcyclists. Like in any case, now they're trying to blame the victims. Now they're saying the lead uh, guy, he's the one who veered into the lane the whole nine yards. Uh, before the interrogation, the defense said it was made clear to him that he was in custody pending extradition to New Hampshire, and he was handcuffed the entire time. He was read his Miranda rights, and while he waived his right to an attorney, there it is, he waived his rights. The motion states he was told he had the right to stop answering questions at any time. Uh, then, uh, these defense guys, they're after something. It's probably the spotlight. Because de defense attorneys never put this much work into any case, man. They're like, okay, let's get your best deal, see you later, kick you down the road into the joint. Uh, not these ones, so they're up to something here. Uh, they're filing motions. They're tr it has to be publicity. Well, he expressed repeatedly that he was co uh, cold and requested a blanket. <laughs> what a putz. Which the officers indicated they were trying to obtain for him. Uh, last month, uh, Coos Superior Court Justice Peter Bornstein ruled prosecutors can introduce eyewitness reports that the driver had been driving uh, erratically that day and had overdosed on heroin a month before the fatal collision. But he still obtained a CDL. I do not get that. I know somebody was punished from his home state. I think it was uh, Massachusetts in this one. 
What are you guys doing out there with the CDL? You know, I know Illinois has its problems. Man, it was easy to get a CDL in Illinois. I'm not going to go into how, but uh, it was. But, you know, at least when somebody was pulled over, some of that sucker got yanked. Uh, he is being held without bail in Coos County Jail in West Stewartstown, awaiting trial in Coos Superior Court. Uh, somebody like him wouldn't do good in Cook County Jail. I don't know how the jails are out by you, but it's not nice here in uh, Chi-Town. So hopefully, you know, he's not having a good uh, Let's go on to this one. This one really burns my bone. Uh, this one out of uh, WBay.com. Uh, Daniel Navarro has been charged with first-degree intentional homicide, hate crime. Oh, my God, they uh, charged somebody other than a white boy for a hate crime and use of a dangerous weapon. Thank you, Brad. A final like man is charged Let's with listen. a hate crime after he intentionally hit a motorcyclist with his vehicle head-on. The crash last Friday night on Winnebago Drive just north of Fond du Lac, killing 55-year-old Philip Thiessen. 22 or excuse me 27 year old daniel navarro is charged with first degree intentional homicide with a hate crime enhancer emily matesic explains just what happened there's a sense of sadness at the Fondy food pantry where retired police officer and former wisconsin dci agent philip Thiessen has volunteered for the past two years he was just a bundle of energy fun um, typical he would come in in the morning to help with the unloading a truck and he says, so how are you, Phil? And he'd say, I'm blessed every time, almost every time. So to learn he was killed on this stretch of roadway last Friday night in what authorities are calling a hate crime is shocking to those who knew Thiessen. Phil was a supremely wonderful human being who would help anybody. So he would have helped him if he had a chance, probably. The sheriff's office says Daniel Navarro admitted to hitting Thiessen head on just because he was riding a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Navarro told detectives that he believed the person driving the motorcycle was white because in Wisconsin, white people drive Harley Davidson motorcycles and that the Harley culture is made up of white racists. The incident had nothing to do with Thiessen's law enforcement background and the two men did not know each other. There's no indication that he targeted who was riding the motorcycle. Uh, he couldn't tell who was on it. He had, you know, talked about that. Instead, Navarro, who is in court today for his initial appearance, told investigators he needed to kill people he perceived were racist, saying he believed he was being poisoned by his co-workers and neighbors, as well as being taunted by others because he was Hispanic. Given the current social climate, the information shared today will undoubtedly lead to future conversation and discussions within our community. And I cannot stress enough that we want those conversations to be peaceful and respectful in nature and not lead to further tragedy or retaliation. Navarro is being held on $1 million bail in the Fond du Lac County Jail. His next court appearance is scheduled for July 17th. Reporting in Fond du Lac, Emily Matesic, Action 2 News. Yeah, you know what? That's going to be one of my big final thoughts right there. Uh, yeah, find a lot of county jail, white boys, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, this was going to be Corey Graff's uh, Wall of Shame, but this one ain't, so we'll continue that one on uh, uh, the next segment uh, after this, you know, segment and stuff. But it is getting stupid out there. And sides are being drawn, man. Uh, you got creators, you know, choosing their sides. We're like going all going to a corner. And you know what? It's the media right there in the middle just pushing everybody aside. But I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, 
This next story should uh, burn your balls. Vandals, yes, and this is out of foxnews.com by Greg Norman. Uh, let's run this thing. Flagpole at a memorial honoring five firefighters who died in September 11th terrorist attacks was torn down. You know, I was going to play a video, but I didn't know it was going to be that. Uh, police in New York have launched an investigation after a flagpole at a memorial honoring five firefighters who died in the September 11th terrorist attacks was cut down by vandals. What is that, freaking racist too? You freaking liberals, man, I tell you. The damage at the patriotic display in Washingtonville, north of New York City, was discovered early Wednesday. Uh, Washington Police Chief uh, Brian Zarco told the newspaper that those behind the vandalism used a tool, probably a freaking Zawzaw, to sever the flagpole about five feet from its base and then scrawl the message on the left part standing that uh, the destroying everything and hate everything culture has uh, struck again last night. Uh, you know what? Leo's starting to get uh, tired of this stuff. They're even calling out freaking... Uh, they just made a super pack calling out these uh, punk uh, politicians. Police would not disclose the nature of the message, but did reveal that an eagle figure attached to the flagpole was found next to a toppled sign at St. Mary's Parish, Pash, uh, Parish Center about a half mile away. Quote, these two locations mean so much to Washingtonville and the larger uh, community. Uh, he will uh, replace the flagpole, and there is a $3,000 reward if you catch the son of a... Yeah. The memorial features a small circle of granite monuments honoring five members of the New York uh, City Fire Department firefighters Mark Whitford, Bobby Hamilton, and Jerry Nevins, Battalion Chief Dennis Devlin, and Lieutenant Glenn Perry. Everybody knows how I feel about firefighters, man. Don't go after a memorial of them, especially 9-11, you putzes, you left-wing frickin' putzes. Let's go into my final thoughts. Don't forget to go over to iTunes, Spotify. Oh, man, we're all over the place on the radio. That's our wheelhouse, man. And then you can watch the show over on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. We got the premieres every day where you guys can talk to each other and stuff. Don't forget to pick up your uh, new face mask, man. Beat the COVID, look good doing it, and support the show. Link's in the description box. Anyway, you putzes. Now, usually I'm real cool, man. You know, I try to get both sides of the story, but you idiots are just making yourself look stupid. Now you're going after 911 memorials? Most of you freaking morons weren't even born back then. Do you know what kind of day that was? You know what? It's a day, I would have to say, the modern-day Pearl Harbor. Why don't you putzes who are going to tear down these memorials for 911 go watch some of the freaking footage people dive into their deaths? No, because you're ignorant. You're ignorant people. You have no purpose. That's why I say, like a guy who, uh, you know, running into a motorcycle because he's white. Hey, white guys, it's time to start fighting back. They want to give it, time to give it back. That's, what I, that's the way I see it. Give it back, man. You know, I'm going to be having a, you know, I think a conversation with somebody on the other side next week 
Hopefully that's going to happen, and we'll get straight down into it. But tearing down a memorial for 9-11, that just ain't cool, man. And then, uh, you know, using the excuse, well, everybody's racist, everybody this and that. Do you believe the, these lives matter? Well, I would have to freaking say, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, maybe you should ask them people first. Because the crime on each other is horrendous. Horrendous. In order for somebody's lives to matter, they got to matter to them first. And I know I'll catch a lot of hell about this, but enough's enough already with this PC crap. Enough. Well, you know what? You got people in Congress saying, well, you know, people do what they do, tearing down monuments. You know what? You're worse than ISIS. You pricks are worse than ISIS. And I believe everything's coming to head and bring it on is what I say. Because when people get tired and enough's enough of the stupidity, yeah, it's going to be lit on fire. And a lot of people are going to come out swinging, man. Uh, but something like this, especially our firefighters, man. Come on. They're the ones running into a building while you're running out like a, you know, scared uh, freaking girl. But you want to go tear their monuments down. I'd really like to see the message that was left on that memorial. And I just think it's getting ridiculous now. You know, I don't want to keep on going on. But now you see the reason why I just can't see a leftist point of view. They got no knowledge whatsoever of what they're even trying to fight for. They have no ideal. They're sheep. They follow each other around like little sheep because they're ignorant. They're ignorant. You know, you got people of the one organization leaving right now because they said it's been hijacked by people that ain't even fighting for the cause. No, I don't support it, and I never will. You know, that's not saying, hey, that I don't support the people, but that movement, hell no. Hell no. Boycott me, guys. That's what you want to do? Boycott me. I love it. Because I ain't like uh, one of these corporate people that's going to sit here, pull my pecker, and let you uh, do what you want to do or say what you're going to want to say without any pushback. Facts are something that is a bear. It's a bear when the facts are laid out there. You know, you start talking facts to people, they're like, uh, da, 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 da. they can't spew that stuff that the media tells them that they should be spewing. They got no arguments whatsoever. None. Zilch. Then you got a guy... All hardly, I guess the, you know, the black guys and the black clubs, you're racist, man. You're racist. Why? Because you ride a Harley Davidson. I guess you have to be a racist to ride a Harley Davidson. How's that working out for everybody? That came out of a guy who intentionally killed somebody. Well, you know, he was on a Harley Davidson and he must have been racist because that's their culture. 
you know, then you got out in Gettysburg this weekend. Uh, they're doing a ride. And sometimes I always wonder why we get the putzes that represent the guys in the, the lifestyle. Well, the first thing we want to make clear is we're not racist. Dude, would you get some real bikers out there? Real bikers ain't going to play with them. You know, you hog member, you know, I'm not going to pick on hog. I ain't going to say that. But uh, you rubs that are playing hardcore biker, stop. You're making us look stupid. Because we're not going to sit there and talk to these people. We're not, you know, what do you guys think? You think real guys are going to sit there and talk to them out at Gettysburg for the rally? No, they're going to knock them out. And they should. Because they don't belong there. You to take your protests other places. It's funny. I've been seeing these protests everywhere, and it's like, do you people work? You know, I know that they do pay you for protests, and you can go on Craigslist or anywhere else right now, and you can see where they're paying people to protest. You know, you got these uh, far-left uh, people up on their hills and their mansions paying you lowly sheep to do their work. So, yeah, you might be working there, but does any else of you people work? Just wondering. Because I know, uh, you know, the people that ain't out there who ain't liking this stuff, they work. They got jobs. They can't be out there all day doing that stupid crap. Anyway, leave your comments in the uh, comments section below. I know that was pretty hard closing, but you just get sick of it, man. You get sick of hearing that stuff, and, you know... Like I said, any lefty, you're more than welcome to come on this show, but come with your damn facts if you want to go, because, boy, I'll be bringing a jackhammer after you. It ain't going to be one of them softball question type of debates, man. We're going to get into it. We're going to get real, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, but you know what? Both sides of the story need to come out. You know, you've been showing your uh, side all freaking month long on TV of what you guys are about. Now maybe it's time to show the other side of what everybody else is thinking. Yes, we do got a divided country and yes, it will come to a boil but enough's enough, man. Don't after the freaking 9-11. Uh, I say goodbye. Vamoose. Adios. Ciao. So long. Get your hat jacked. Go, 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 iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on!